Tell him, Steve Dave. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell Em Steve Dave, broadcasting from the beautiful Shared Universe podcast studio. Hey, the AC's working. It's 100 degrees out. And, AC's uh, working. We yeah. got, let me shut this door. Feeling fairly comfortable in here? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the, if you're in Jersey and you want to record a podcast, no bullshit. This is the place to come. This is the place to come. I agree. I agree. It's literally the only podcast studio <laughs> probably, right? I, I know. Think. Yeah, I, I don't do know. I don't know of any others. I like. I like doing it. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, it's a good time. It's that re- you have that. If we weren't getting raked over the coals by our friends every time we want to fucking record. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd say we just do it all the time. And prices went up again, I guess. <laughs> and I also like the fact, don't you too? Like, there's that safety net. Like, we don't have to worry about it. Oh, did it record? Like that. That little bit of fear in the back of your mind. Like, did something go wrong? Yes. Well, right. it still could. I'm looking at our engineer over here. Who knows? <laughs> uh, well, we got but, the cat's but, tail on the table, though. So even the if cat's it, tail yeah. is that what that? Is? Okay, when you're talking cat's tail earlier, that's just the uh, the mic that I guess. Well, it's a backup mic. Yeah, but it, it that could essentially record us without these mics. I think really it's that powerful, right? You heard it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard it. Mm. Wow, cat's tail cue. Yeah, we're learning, learning shit. a lot. We're learning shit, and we just recorded. Uh, the first ever, I buy comics. Yeah. I had a great time. It's pretty eye opening. <laughs> you you were great. It's um, it's a shame it's going to Patreon because I would like to see you guys on iTunes like shoot to the number one position on mm-hmm. comic book. Oh, I. But you could definitely do it if he so tweeted many, it. Yeah, you're I, like just subscribe. But I don't know if we would get the the. I, I don't know because there's so many beloved comic book podcasts yeah. out there. Are there. They have their hardcore listeners. I, I think they would be like, oh look, at it, like trying to weasel in with his star power. Yeah, take yeah. take a slice of that pie. Yeah, you know? we got to earn well, it. Well, I'm, I'm a real comics fan. Though. I know, but like, I, I think we could. Yeah, have you been earning it over it. decades? Yeah, but we would, but. So you're saying time. You're not going to count all the time you put into the other podcast. <laughs> well, it's just not this just about buying. You, you, just because you buy comics doesn't I mean you can pot about comics. That's true. Although we do have yeah. a lot of experience with potting too. So if you really put together, it seems like it would be a strong point for us. Yeah, I don't think anybody would really have the grounds to be like, who are these two? <laughs> well, let's see how people respond to it. And in the industry, and plans. in the industry, both of you. <laughs> yeah, but look for it in the uh, winter cycle. Winter cycle. Winter cycle. We're the do, we'll have three episodes about we'll that. Yeah, once a month uh, broadcast. Yeah, and I'm already looking forward to the next yeah, one. We, uh, we got we some already great worked ideas. out the topic. To see you excited about it, you know, is is cool. If I have to listen to a comics podcast, I buy comics as a one I We're gonna put that on the uh, as the little blurb, you know, mm-hmm. like like you know, Stephen King recommends. Right, right, yeah. Uh, Clive Barker, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian Johnson. If I had to listen to if I have to listen to a podcast, right. I want it to be I buy comics. Yeah. Parentheses because I'll make money from it. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh boy, what a weekend we had, Q. Yeah. You and I. Metal. A very metal weekend, Walt. Yeah, I know. I heard. Went to see some Iron Maiden. I'd never seen Iron Maiden before. Great show. Really good show. Super you tight. You big uh, Maiden guy? No. No? No, I, I was familiar with, I think, the same hits that everybody is, but uh, color me a fan after the show. So what made you say, like, I want to see the show? Uh, I just think they're iconic. I have the pinball machine in my basement. <laughs> I was like, uh, I just think that. Dangerously close to being a poser. Really? Yeah, well, I didn't go in there <laughs> pretending that I knew more. What'd than you I wear? Did. 
No, no, no. I don't mean that night. That's why you felt you had to go to the concert because yeah. you're like, I gotta. I wanna, I wanna experience the spectrum and Iron oh. Maiden. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant that night. He was dangerously close to being like beat up for being a poster. No, I wore, oh, I wore no, a, no. a, gir- a Golden Girl shirt mm. actually to the show. So, did what did you think of that when you when you pulled up and you saw? Well, was it was like, zombie. Phew! It was zombie Golden. It was zombie Girls. Golden oh, Girls. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. that like, made thank all the you difference for being a fiend. Yeah, no, it's like, so, I like that. I was like, "Where'd you get that shirt?" I yeah, thought it was, okay. it was appropriate. But what if it was just a normal Walmart Golden Girls T-shirt, and you got out of the car and you met Q in the parking lot, and you're ready to go in? Would you have been like, "You got to go back and change that oh. shirt"? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, if, or if, cut the sleeves off, maybe. <laughs> Or like draw like a swastika on Rose's head, something to meddle it up just a little. <laughs> if only the problem was that I embarrassed Brian. Really, <laughs> quite the opposite. I was. We'll get to the show. I guess we'll go driven in, to humiliation in, in at order, one point in order of the night by my metal hip friend over here <laughs> that I had to fucking have an assault, an embarrassing aside with. You really had to pull him aside. Ah, oh, it was bad. He didn't. He didn't want me to bring it up at the table. <laughs> Which I did anyway. <laughs> what table? Well, we went out to dinner. Oh, okay. We went out to dinner beforehand. We met right. my friend Eric uh, Lederman for, for dinner. No, that's what he told me. He's like, uh, oh, before the show, we're going to go into the city. We're going to meet my, my friend for dinner. My friend. He's awesome. You got to meet my friend, my friend, my friend, good my guy. friend. guy. But what I didn't know is it was just not just his friend. It's his friend and his friend's wife and then a kid and then another lady and another guy. All these people come okay. to dinner. So when I go there, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. And I know they were coming, but I, I go to meet them. And the, I, I say hello to the lady and the girlfriend, the kid I didn't care about. And then the guy, I was like, hey. And he's like, uh, hey, nice to meet you. Shake hands. My name's Dave. All right. So we leave. We go to the restaurant. He didn't, and, he didn't say that. <laughs> and, they're, and they're all – he said Dave. And then they're he all – they're they're, everybody's talking. I'm at the one end of the table and I'm kind of like listening. They're not including me in any conversation. That's not true at all. <laughs> That's not even close to true. Uh, all right. I, I talked a little bit and then I lean into Q and I ask him, like, I ask him. He goes, who is that? Who's Dave? He looks familiar. Uh, well, I was like, he, what does he do? Because they keep talking about the tour. Iron Maiden, like he and Eric, like Eric seems to be an authority on metal. Oh, yeah. He like is. he knows a lot about metal. He metal's his thing. Um, and this other guy knew a lot too. And the way they were talking and they were like, he was down in Brazil in some, uh, at some show and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I turned to Q and I'm like, what exactly does he do with those guys? And I said, that's, that's Scott Ian from Anthrax. And what I thought, <laughs> the guy told me his name is Dave. He's fucking Scotty. He's got the little fucking, oh like, he's God. got the little beard thing. I said to him, I was like, because my exact words, I was like, what? It's Scotty Ian from Anthrax. Like, he looks exactly <laughs> like Scotty Ian from Anthrax. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, it's insane. I kept looking at him. I'm like, it looks just like him. No, he doesn't tell me. And I'm trying to When we're going to dinner, first, he doesn't tell me anyone extra's going, let alone the guy from Anthrax. Dude, I thought you would show up. And see Scott Ian and be like, holy fuck, it's Scott Ian. Are you friends with a guy from Anthrax? Oh, you know, I, I've met him once or twice, but he was there because of Eric. He wasn't there because of me. <laughs> oh, he wasn't there because you yeah. don't really know him, though? No, we did. Uh, Dude, you would think they I did because they, they got along. by the we end they bonded. I, you, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, you should have took me. I love Anthrax. You could have yeah. gone. You I were invited. invited. You would have said no. You did oh, say yeah. no. You did say no. You didn't tell me, though. I didn't know he was coming at that I didn't, point. You could sit down. I didn't know he was coming at that point. Because I would have been like, I would have impressed you as he as he embarrassed you. I would have been like, I know Anthrax. Even if he said my name is Dave. He didn't say his name was Dave. Dude, do you know how hard it is to say, like, 
to 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 give the information that Scotty and of Anthrax without Scott Ian finding out when he's right next to you. Like I had to whisper it to him <laughs> low enough for him to hear, but so Scott wouldn't hear. I would have been just like, even if the guy said, hey, I'm Dave. And I'm like, you're an anthrax, I would have said. Yeah. I would have said, you're an anthrax. I'm a, I, I'm a huge fan. I have every one of your albums. I I worship Among the Living. Uh, the al- I mean, the album. And I love the new one. I, I love the new album. They're great. I they're, bought the new album because new you album. recommended it. That new album is so fucking good. It's great. They brought the old singer back, Joey Belladonna. Mm-hmm. I, I would have fucking – I would have impressed you, bro. Dude, that wish. would be the only time I'd ever impress you. I, no, you impressed me a lot. But, but this – At a dinner table full of strangers? You know I can't. Well, you. just the fact that you're at the dinner table full of strangers. <laughs> and you're it, impressed yeah, already. You're <laughs> um, but – yeah, man, I was like, oh, he's a, he's oh, a metal he's, god, and that, now I'm supposed to. Now I'm How supposed do to you eat. fucking not say? Well, that? I brought I brought it up to him. I said, you know, I told him what I just told you. I said I thought that you were the guy, but when we met, it sounded to me because we're outside. It's New York, so it's real loud. What's and, he wearing? And then uh, he was a, like just in black jeans and, and a black t-shirt. Yeah, it was like metally, metally kind of guy. Stuff. Right. Yeah, maybe a piercing. Yeah. Small guy. Little, yeah. little dude. Not grotesquely. No, no. A lot of musicians are. He was a shorter guy. Yeah. yeah was, are they really? Statuesque. That, that was an inside joke for hmm. Jay Sarge. Oh, oh, I, oh, damn. That was good. That was good. I didn't catch it. Um, yeah, and his wife is this like tall, beautiful blonde. It was like – Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was cool. They were cool. They were really nice. They were really nice, yeah. And even after um, – A lot of mentally – like the hate breed, the lead singer of hate breed, super – like like you get them off stage and like they're just so sweet and nice guys. Like That's a lot of people say about me. Yeah. So what did you do when you pulled them aside? What did you say? <laughs> well, no. That's the thing. I was sitting in between him and Scott Ian. So I had to be like, dude, Scott Ian from Anthrax. And, you know, luckily I said it low enough. Then Brian did what he did and he, 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 he made fun of it and, and normalized the whole thing. <laughs> Can you send that to Victor so we can put it in the video? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's just a – did you see it? Is yeah, it I saw it. Oh, okay. You and guys then, have the same color beard. Yeah. Mine's just a little bit bigger. And then something happened at dinner that I was like – I wanted to ask him about that. I was like, let me ask Donald Street. <laughs> what happened between you and Mary Beth when she went to order a drink? Because you got so angry at one point. She just won't fucking pick a drink. She has a very hard time with making decisions. She looked like she decisions. had a problem the night before when we were filming well, something well, for Patreon. Was one option. One <laughs> option. <laughs> couldn't keep her eyes open. She was so fucking drunk. She was all wasted and shit. <laughs> all I know is like the the, wait, the waitress was asking like, what do you want to drink? And she couldn't get an answer out and you were looking at her. Because she's like, what are you having? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, what do you want? Do you want a drink or not? But she has such a difficult time when so many options are presented. Plus, she has like right. same as you with the social like anxiety. She doesn't She's on the spectrum. The, the group of I guess so. I, I, I mean, is that what it means now? Like you're autistic right, if you yes. don't like being around I, people. But I thought she she handled herself well. Like she wasn't. She's quiet. Though. She's quiet, but she's not uncomfortably like, who's the fucking sack in the corner? Quiet. Right. It's like, that's your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Cause I, cause, I mean, you didn't overreact. You weren't like, fuck this. Blah, blah. No, but, but you I were like, like, then we'll uh, drink water. And I was like, I'm like, because happening? I'm like, I don't know what you want. Fucking stop trying to get me to make these decisions for you. What do you want to drink? And then just order it. So they had water. But, but, uh, but she's holding the, the waitress up. So I'm like, we'll just have water then. Okay. I don't give a shit. I don't want to drink anyway because I'm trying to save so some she calories. Like she didn't care. She didn't, she didn't care. care. She no. Didn't but I mean, like that in front of Scotty. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 Overly dramatic angles and shit. <laughs> what a dumb bitch, right, Scott? <laughs> It's 
haunted house. <laughs> 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 I got some cred back when I sang that. Yeah. So he was telling, Scott was telling some, uh, some stories of touring with Iron Maiden and Iron Maiden, they have their own jumbo jet, like that's wrapped oh, and, and yeah, he like flies Aerosmith. it. What? Yeah, like he's Scott Ian flies he's, it. He's no, a no, pilot. no, 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 no. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson, yeah. So he, the lead singer is also the pilot on the plane. He not yeah. every flight, but he 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 flies it. Well, he's he a commercial it. airliner for uh, wow. airport airline flight. Wow, pilot yeah, that's, for a long that's, time. That's, how, how do you get that insurance? Right, you know, he's, a, he's he's a legit. He's a professional. He, I know, but commercial flights. I would still be like, after a, a long fucking tour, a hot, sweaty fucking concert, yeah. I wouldn't want the Isn't guy who just weird? sang to be also the pilot of the plane. I was thinking about that. Yeah. No matter how much cred he had, if we were going in a plane, I'd be like, yeah. "This is kind of weird." Yeah, like, I, I, because I know him personally, <laughs> I'm like, I know he's a little drunk, maybe not a lot. <laughs> it was funny, and his kid was cool too. He was like a cool character because I was like, "God, oh, do you like Iron Maiden?" And he's like, yeah, I toured with them. He the knew kid, a lot of shit. The nine-year-old kid. Like, he knew everything. It was great. He knew way more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was uh, – It was pretty shameful. And the, I was like, god damn it. I should, like you said, like you're an anthrax. I should have just said it. Instead, I'm marveling at like you could be a dead ringer. You're like his doppelganger, bro. <laughs> like I should have just fucking been like, are you Scotty? Yeah, because it was a weird non-reaction on your part to meeting him that I was like, oh, I get – like I thought he was going to be like, oh. Oh my God! Like, whatever, excited. Dave. Yeah, I didn't think it would be like whatever. And then like he goes to smoke a vape. I was like, I was like, oh, I, I thought he'd be excited, but it, it didn't turn Maybe out. Maybe it's that too way. much vaping. Could be. Uh, yeah, your eyes are a little crust. I don't. Not by that point. No. No, definitely not. Not by that point. Um, I don't even know if I'd vape at that point. And then the show was, I mean, excellent is the only word. What did he open up with? Um, Doctor Doctor. Was there was, was their intro song coming in? It was. Um, not was it? It wasn't Aces High. That was the second one. It was um, Two Minutes to Midnight. That's what they I think they opened with Two uh, Minutes to Midnight. Okay. Yeah. What did they close with? Like, they closed they close? with uh, what the fuck was the it finale? Wasn't really, oh, it was uh, not Run Run to, run the, to hills. the Hills. Yeah, yeah, the yeah hills? you're right. Yeah. Run to the yeah, Hills. Yeah, what about when uh, Number to Beast comes on? Did everybody go crazy? Dude, like it was unbelievable. Uh, you can't <laughs> even. You don't even know, dude. I, I took pictures. Like it is the satanic. Like imagery is alive and well with with really? it. Look at this, dude. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Pentagram six 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 upside down crosses. Dude, that is that is nuns about. with fe- fetuses no. hanging out of their vaginas. Well, not that high, but yeah. um, inflatable planes. A, dude, a thirty foot, a thirty foot head of Eddie as Satan with a pentagram on his forehead comes out from under the stage, awesome. and it's a puppet, so it starts looking left and right over the audience. Um, putting on a show, huh? Flames are coming. They really did. They're out kissing, kiss at this oh, point. Oh, they're out kissing, kiss. I mean, it it looked unbelievable. They really did. It looked like a lot of money went into it. But there there was a moment where I'm like, I know people love Eddie. I know, right? But he comes out and he's yeah, dressed. That wasn't well done. He's dressed <laughs> in his soldier outfit, but he's like nine feet tall. The trooper. The trooper. The trooper. And the, he. The actors on stilts. He's on stilts, obviously, but still required to sword fight, sword fight with Bruce Dickinson at a, at a certain point. Yeah, Bruce Dickinson's running around with his giant sword like half the show. And he starts sword fighting Eddie for a pretty long time. Too long. For almost the whole song. Yeah, <laughs> it was fighting. too long. <laughs> like, but then he would like run and he would like look down at Eddie and then he'd come run back down. They sword fight so a little bit more. Bruce Dickinson, you mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But okay. Eddie moved like, uh, like a Disney character. Mascot, mm-hmm. like you right, know, the right, kids, yes. 
Like, and they can't oh, really move, so okay, they're like this. Yeah, yeah. They made him. They made Eddie look like a bumbling oaf. Like he was like looking around, looking between his legs, like serious joint pain. Yeah, he Bruce Dickinson literally ran between his legs at one point to get away from him. Like it was very cartoony. It was there like many, there were many things that were very cartoony about it. <laughs> yeah, like the at the end of the show when they're doing the final like flames going up, the big explosion, like the finale at the fireworks. They have this giant box with the plunger on it and it says tnt it's like a wily coyote movie yeah it worked but it worked it worked it worked everything worked except for eddie on the stilts eddie on the stilts was the did not work at all yeah the uh we had really good seats but we were not like on the floor which i was i mean could you be more thankful to not be on if we went there and we were on the floor i would have just been like i can't can't yeah we would have left wall-to-wall people there was a mosh pit and these guys were committed. Yeah. And it made me think. I was like, all the clubs I've gone to, all the shows I've gone to, I've never moshed once. Cause I'm watching these guys and I'm seeing people fall down, but they, they have like a code, you know, yeah. where they like pick each other up. If you fall down, right. they're not like, ah, and stomping yeah, they each, help other. each other up, help stuff. each other up. But I'm like, I just never wanted to catch an elbow in the teeth. Or and like it was happening the, a lot. Eye. Yeah. It was happening. You like, were just non-stop. watching people would just get jammed in the face and stuff. All guys. You know, pushing there each was, other around. Couple, I saw a couple of girls. Oh, there. did you? And I, and I was impressed that they, that the guys didn't treat them any different. Like they were getting thrown around oh, and stuff like that. Really and the girls weird, were in though, it thrown right? around. How do you mosh with a girl it. and like well, get it was her like, right in the teeth with your elbow? I don't, cause they're not looking. Okay. They're not like, they're not looking. Oh, their, their heads are down. They're yeah. doing this. Oh, okay. So and the girls, they jumped right in and the, the guys, great. Welcome. Come on in. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff like you know, you go to concerts when you're young and these aren't things that you observe really. You're just like, I'm there, I'm seeing the band. Mm-hmm. When you get older, it becomes far more of like a people watching exercise. Mostly to be like, I'm better than them. <laughs> you yeah. know, like like I'm the same age, but they're still some of them the way that assholes. they carry that mantle. Oh my god, with the the leather and the the long hair still and they're yeah. like they're living it. They're living that life. I, I admire them for it. I do. I'm like, yeah. you guys found your niche Six and balls. you stayed in it. With a couple of ants in in TSD t-shirts came up to us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. Seeing ants in the wild like that, not expecting to see them. That's got to be neat. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. We had a really good time. We uh, we got denied from a, a fancy room. Mm-hmm. A fancier like a, room. We got in a, we got like a VIP <laughs> section, but there was like a V VIP section. We tried. That's to where Scott Ian was. Yeah, <laughs> we were supposed to meet Scott there, but uh, we weren't allowed. We weren't allowed in, huh? We weren't allowed. Yeah, in. and the the guy. Who came out like Eric? He tried to. He was the one who set up the backstage stuff. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really backstage well, as much. It was sort of hanging out because we never saw the band. Yeah, which I, I was fine with. I wouldn't know what to say anyway. They just went and was weird because the security well, after your, guards. After your showing at the dinner table with Scotty, and I'm pretty. I guess you were pretty happy that you yeah, like all Iron Maidens whispering like that's the guy who didn't know who he was. It was weird because like the security guards at the Barclays, they know me. So I was like saying hi to them and stuff like that. And they couldn't let me back without this one guy's permission. And the guy was being a fucking tool. Like, right. Unflappable. Yeah. <laughs> he was not. He was you not. know, we, we, uh, we got a, we got an official apology from Trooper Beer. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they wrote Eric an email and was like, well, you should have been let in. We're sorry about that. Right. <laughs> All that he's like, I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> like no. he wasn't wrong. The, they were uh, expecting us. Yeah. It was just one guy who didn't get the memo and then, and then he wouldn't let us in. And, and, and he uh, happened to be the guy. Yeah. Who, who the mm. final game. But whatever, you know, you can't, you need that. Yeah, my, keep uh, you humble. Keep you humble. My, uh, do we need it? 
Right, we just went back to the – and I felt that way. Like when we were leaving, I was like, why are we going to a different room? Because I thought there were pinball machines in it. That's what Eric said. There was there a were. There were uh, beer. Yeah. That, yeah. Be, uh, and then – And it, he wrote – Eric, my buddy, Eric wrote the script for the um, Iron Maiden pinball machine. Like all the stuff that oh, yeah. Eddie says in it. He wrote it all. That's why he he was in. Like we, we were supposed to be in there and this one guy – guess not a pinball fan. Guess not. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't aware. For me, the highlight of the concert though – was about three quarters of the way through. Like I'm, I've never been like you go to a show, even when you were young, I've gone to shows with you. We're not the guys who are like singing along and pumping fists and not like this, where it's like, like guys are going crazy. Right. Until they take their shirt off. Cause a lot of guys take their shirts off too. I don't know if it's too hot or whatever, but the guy next to me, well, the guys who are taking their shirts off, all the guys, who can take the Who can take their shirt? I yeah. get my shirt on. I'm not going to say why. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these guys, like the guy next to me was like 2% body fat, yeah. totally ripped. Comic yeah. book men fan. Yeah, because yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. if you got that physique, you want to get it out. You want to like, hey, man, I work hard for this. I want to make sure everybody sees me on my shirt. Yeah. Right. Even though Any it's 98% guys, <laughs> yeah, I don't check care. it out. And I was check looking at the girls we were, that we were in our group and they were looking. Right. I they mean, were, they were, they were glancing. I, ca- yeah. I, caught, I caught, I caught all the girls that were with us at a certain point. Like just doing the eye flick mm-hmm. to the, to the if arms. If I had a six pack, I wouldn't go to work at the stash with a fucking shirt on. <laughs> Why? Because you'd be unconscious. Fucking lightweight, six beer queer. <laughs> no, I have a six pack abs. Right, I know, I know. Yeah, I, you wouldn't go to work. What oh, would you I do? Know, I thought your shirt niggas, on. Mike and Ming would knock him out and drag him in the basement. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's oh. what I thought you meant. Am I so trained? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's such a lightweight. <laughs> um, why? What would you do at home with your six-pack? Just like show your wife? Just be like, check it out. Remember? Oh, yeah. She's yeah, like, yeah, I remember. Back. I saw it in the other room. Yeah, I would be out in the backyard. You know, oh, like doing yard work and stuff? Yeah, so the neighbors would see it. Mm. I don't even do yard work at all, but I would go out and pretend. Just get a rake or something. Yeah. Just yeah. Be like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah. Oh, this? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so these guys next to me, the one guy's now shirtless, uh, the other guy, but, and his friend, it's like two guys, twenties, like early twenties, I'd say. Um, and they're rocking out like crazy. And there's another, like the, the row behind us, there's another guy. Oh, this was awesome. This is my favorite part. Literally of the, aside from just hanging out with him the whole night, I'm like, this is the moment that I'm like, it would be great to like be a part of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not a part of that, but you'll see what I mean. So, so the guy behind him is also rocking out and I see from the side, like that guy behind us, his hand come through and he's like tapping the guy next to me. The guy's going nuts. Like crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Like, like it's, I can't remember what song it was, but he's going nuts. He's, he's all over the place. And th- so that he's, he's like this and he's rocking out and the guy's like, like he keeps tapping him and the guy's rocking out so hard. I don't think he feels him at first. And so he does it a couple more times and finally the guy turns around and like looks at him and the, the guy who's doing the tapping, he's like tapping, tapping. And then he's like, and he starts playing air guitar. Oh the God. other guy's looking at him. He starts playing air guitar, the, the shirtless guy. And they're playing air guitar together. Like if they didn't miss a fucking beat, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, well, they don't know each other. They haven't interacted the entire concert. Yeah, I would not. Like if I saw that, like somebody tapped me in the back and started playing air guitar for me, mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do. You'd be like, I'd leave. <laughs> I'm not sure what I would do other than I would just be like, I'd just turn around and just go back looking at the concert. <laughs> it's an awkward turn because that he is so weird. may not have weird. tapped you though because you would be like – the guy would be like, who set this mannequin up in front of me? <laughs> 
Um, and I, I was talking about it to Mary Beth today and uh, about that, that moment. I'm like, I'm just not that guy. I was like, but you know who is Q? Like, I guarantee if Q had like a, 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 couple, a couple of drinks in him, yeah. he's a guy who would turn around and be like, fucking right. I've been in New Orleans with him. Yeah. Yeah. Ming like, would too. Yeah, Ming would too. Yeah. Yeah, but I would They're be fun more, guys. I'd be more like you. I'd be like, I don't know what is everyone yes. doing. Like, I, I would do that, do that thing with the dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you can't understand what. Yeah, I would be like. Well, I mean, it's not like it was a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was. It. I'd be more likely to play our guitar. So I'd be like, check out those fucking cookies. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's the mindset of like I'm like I don't know how to exist within a group like that where it's like sort of this like singular hive mind where it's like we're all fucking super into this. Yeah. Like I watch it, but I don't feel the whatever they're feeling. The connection isn't there. The connection the just isn't there. Is always there. Can't get away from it. The disconnect. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, how you, that's how it's always going to be. No big deal. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it is though. It's You're interesting. Right. Like, what do you I, miss out on this? I don't know. Like on the surface, it's that, but maybe it's something deeper that like we will never yeah, know. I, I've, we've had this. Is it just this? Before. <laughs> it, it, it's you have your version of that. It's just not that. Yeah, that's it is true. your version of that. You you mm -hmm. have it. It exists in your world. It's but the only way I feel connected with a group of people is if I'm sitting on a stage talking to them. Like that's then right. I feel connected. Like a, like a Tell Them Steve Dave show. Then oh, I feel connected to them. I know you. No, you still. Be, so you're still disconnected. That would be the biggest disconnect of all. Yeah. <laughs> really, because I feel like we all have something in common. Although we got something in common with Iron Maiden fans too. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, nobody's going to be doing this at a, yeah. a podcast show, I guess. And the other, the other, the worst part of the concert was the guitar player. What was his name? Oh, um, it was fucking what's his name? Not Dave Murray, the other guy. Um, Dude. He, oh, fuck, hold on. Let me look it up. I hey, forget his name. This guy. This was something else. I <laughs> mean, he, the way he acts on stage is so distracting. Like he's had forty years to hone his stage act. <laughs> it's and this is what he came up with, dude. He's doing like everything's this like ultra like fay like prancing, Very feet. yeah, yeah, like, prancing, prancing yeah. around stage <laughs> and like shaking his ass like. In a well, way, like doing this, doing this weird. He would do this thing where he'd put his foot on one of the speakers, like which is about level with his nipples. So his leg would be up high. Well, maybe it's like, maybe like like rib cage. His leg would be up high, and he would just start rocking and like looking at the audience. Harry right, does it once. He does it twice. It got to the point where like he's we, stretching out. He's like he's, he would he's do getting it every, every five minutes. And like after a while, he's just like put your fucking leg down and play the goddamn guitar. <laughs> it was his move, and it was like it's not a great move though. It's not a great move, and the skipping and the hopping and, and so he's graceful. No, there's got to be a supercut on YouTube of this guy performing. There, ha there has to be. We'll throw it up on a bit. See, I don't think he's an original guitarist though. I think this is the Janet Gers it, guy. It wasn't Adrian Smith. It was, it was so the distracting. Other guy. Did it not remind you of Spinal Tap? Definitely him. This Janet Gers. This guy would have fit in Spinal Tap. This guy. <laughs> he he would have. I mean, he he's the, he had like white high tops, those skinny metal jeans oh, from the yeah. '80s with the studded belt, so like a dinosaur. He. It looked exactly like it might have looked in the eighties. Um, and, but that's not the only guy. Like the drummer, the drummer looked like one of those nutcrackers that you see around Christmas time where it's like yeah, you pull the handle and with like, his uh, mouth open. Uh, yeah. But his, he had like these big white fake caps. Yeah. He looked um, like the bad guy in Die Hard. 
Yeah, that yeah. With the chainsaw that cuts yep. the, the thing, huh? Whatever the guy's name is. Not yeah, he did. Bruce Dickinson sounded good, looked good. Yeah. Uh, he Dave fucking amazing. Dave Murray Almost looks too amazing. Maybe he had somebody underneath helping him, sweetening it. Like maybe he, he wasn't trying. Satan. He wasn't trying for the high registers though. Like he, like the screams, he kept them down a little bit, but everything else seemed pretty great. spot yeah. on. Yeah, great. Um, Dave Murray, the other guitarist, he he he's aged as well. He looks like one of those. Um, like plastic jack-o'-lanterns you buy around Halloween at Walmart or something, you know, like just like weirdly like shaped. Yeah. I mean, they're old, you know, they're, 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 they're old they guys. They're kicking ass on this tour though, man. They are selling out all they over sold, the world. They sold out two nights in a row. 30,000 seats in New York City. Crazy. It's and then, and then really, the drummer, yeah. the drummer fucked it up. He, at the, the, it was great. At the very end, uh, everyone's off the stage. Uh, the finale, the encore is done with. They all walk out. And the drummer sort of like lags behind. He goes up to the mic and he's like, he thanks everyone. And then he's like, you were better than last night's crowd. And a whole bunch of people start booing because I guess they went both <laughs> nights. Um, and I'm like, what did that add? Like, yeah. not, guess, like the time to do it is when you want to whip people up into a frenzy and use a different city. Mm-hmm. Don't use like, hey, some of you who probably were here last night because you're huge fans. You kind of sucked last night. Today you're all right. We've said that on stage and it, it never gets booze. Mm-hmm. Like that was an unusual one. It's just a small faux pas though. You know, he probably won't say that again in the next – I don't think he's apologizing. I think he's been saying that his whole career. He's probably like, <laughs> fuck these guys. Yeah. But good show. I was very glad we went. Good show. Then we we went back to Q's place and watched yeah. some TV. Yeah. We, ordered some Papa John's. That turned out to be a mistake. Yeah, you got sick? Oh, my stomach was so bad the next day. Mm. I ate one slice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it was a good night. Fun night. Well, it should have went. Next time, you're never going to rub elbows with Scott Ian in your living room checking out your abs. you got to well, get can, out there. I can guarantee you the next if I were to agree to go next time, there would be no Scott Ian. <laughs> yeah. I know it. Well, I what know. if we went to an anthrax show? Uh, I would like that. Yeah. yeah. I would like that. All right. Yeah, I'm a big anthrax fan. I feel like I can get us hooked up with that. Wait a second. Yeah, how, so you're going to go with him. Last summer, I, I, the manager for uh, Slayer came in and got tickets to Anthrax, Slayer, and uh, Metal Church, and, mm-hmm. and you had the opportunity to go. Yeah, yeah he would want you to give me backstage pairs. I gave them to you, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a concert goer. Well, he was a manager. He could you, you could have went. You just told him you'd go to an anthrax. I'm just like, saying that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you know how it is. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not, never going to happen, so you don't really got to worry about it. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about MeUndies as I do. I was thinking about it the other day. And if they ever go to TV, I don't know if they have TV ads. I don't have TV. I just have streaming services. But if MeUndies does, they should option the Saturday night, the Bay City Rollers, like M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S. Hey, right? Who would not like that? Who would sweep the goddamn nation? Uh, MeUndies is here to change your underwear. Not literally. All right. But they believe undies should be soft, fit every booty like it was made for every booty. We allowed to get that blue here. And other fun patterns that give you the freedom to express yourself. There's all sorts of new women's products. People love that. I love that MeUndies so woke. They believe every woman should have the freedom to wear whatever cut they want and whatever color they want, whatever size they want. All right, they're covering all their bases. So, ladies, rejoice. The Feel Free Collection is here. MeUndies Size tested these five new silhouettes on every body type. 
with an ultra-soft feather light waistband that provides zero restriction so they peel on off real easy-like. These undies will be the best thing that have ever been on your body. I think they're taking a shot at the guys here. Uh, offered in sizes extra small to 4XL. It's got everyone covered. All sorts of different prints and colors and this and that. Super comfy and onesies and loungewear, perfect for lounging. I got to motivate you, it says here. One or two personal anecdotes. Okay, well, why would I give you two if they're saying I could give you one? So here's one. Uh, I obsessively shave my nuts. Uh, they're, they're cut up. It looks like basically somebody went at them with a cheese grater. So uh, since they're always so tender and uh, basically bleeding quite a bit, uh, I need something very smooth, like a micromodal type fabric. And where am I going to get that aside from me undies, right? So there you go. There's my personal anecdote. If I didn't have this, uh, this uh, mental issue where I need to attack my testicles, uh, I don't know what it's due to, self-hatred, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Me undies are not psychologists. They're not here to diagnose us. They're just here to put a little something, something between you and your pants. So uh, here's a great offer for for any first-time purchasers. You get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So to get 15% off your first pair, free shipping it, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D. That's MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D. Put your D in some MeUndies. Ladies, maybe you too. Who knows? MeUndies super woke. Lady could have a D in those MeUndies. Go on now. Uh, I was impressed with a religious guy, a preacher of uh, one of those mega churches. You know, um, this pastor, what's his name? Christian dating guru, religious relationship guru who became the driving force behind the evangelical purity movement. Joshua, purity ring Joshua Harris, yes. Sold more than a million books called I Kissed Dating Goodbye. I don't know what the book is about. I don't know what the book is about. Um, but, uh, you would expect that a guy who's in, in ahead of the the head of the purity movement, all this other shit's going to get caught cheating, right? He did not get caught cheating. He said, "You know what? I was wrong. Holy I want shit. a divorce and fuck Jesus." That's what he said. He want he's getting a divorce to fuck a dude named Jesus or yeah, Jesus. Like, actually, sorry, is that how your people <laughs> pronounce it, Victor? <laughs> so he's he's saying he no longer believes in God. He's saying he's no longer a Christian. Um, what happened? He uh, is making signi- – uh, there were significant changes that played a role in the breakup from his wife. And uh, I am not a Christian. She put on 40 pounds. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you know. changes. Yeah. Uh, how am I supposed to believe – what kind of Jesus would let that <laughs> happen? God. Do you know how hot she was before this shit? <laughs> uh, but I, I wasn't impressed because he said fuck Jesus or broke up. With it, divorced his wife. I was impressed because he didn't get caught being a fucking hypocrite like so many do. Yeah. At least he came out and he's like, look, maybe it's for you. It's not for me. He evolved. He evolved. Or devolved if you're speaking religiously. But he evolved to, you know, uh, he also repented his former views, uh, singling out the LGBTQ community. So wait oh, a second. So do you think this is like, look, I was gay. I am gay. Always been gay. That's why I want a divorce. I don't know why I say he doesn't like Jesus anymore. 
but maybe the significant changes uh, where he's acknowledging I would his gayness. Of course, like, for being like this is what I am. This is what this is what I've struggled with, and I came out. But mm-hmm. it's weird. Like usually, when you hear that, they're not saying they're not turning away from God. They're saying I have to redefine my relationship with God. Like I'm gay, but I still believe in God and stuff like this. You're telling me the info I'm getting from you is that he's saying I don't even believe in this anymore. No, he said I don't even believe in any of this shit anymore. Speaking of divorce, I have a story about divorce. Did you hear about what? Oh my God, your your sad tone makes me think it's happening to you, Walt. Are you trying to trick us? <laughs> no, no. What happened? Well, this is this is a crazy <laughs> we, story. We got through all of I buy comments without hearing about this. <laughs> didn't crack once. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you guys hear that um, in India, they're outlawing something called um, instant- killing your wife in a quote unquote cooking accident? No, it's something called instant divorce. That you can do it or can't do it. You can't do it anymore. Okay. Yeah, for this is they're just outlawing this now, and it's um, it's called triple talak, and it's a practice which a Muslim man can divorce his wife by simply uttering talak. Three times, and he's instantly divorced. Well, if you can murder her for talking to her cousin without another guy around, this does not surprise me. <laughs> but I want to know what – could you imagine if there was such a thing in America where you could just say like – you could just say a word three times and you're instantly divorced? What would the divorce rate be like? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh, Candyman, uh-huh. remember you say that three times and he would appear? Mm-hmm. Well um, – so many couples would be divorced because they would say it in heated yeah. moments where they're like, my wife says that to me. I immediately fuck another girl before she wants to reconcile. <laughs> like even if the window's like a half hour. She like, hasn't I'm, even said ta- – the she hasn't got the T out in the third talic. Right. <laughs> I've already got my pants around my ankles. <laughs> uh, I think there's a way to frame this as like that's a good thing. Like I, oh, think, yeah, I think all marriages should be at will. It's a good thing? That if we had instant divorce? I think I – think, I think we should have it. No, the girls, yeah. the women can't do it to the guys. It's just the no. guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think so. No, I didn't think right. so. I think it should be both ways. And, you, and the women gets nothing. Like I she's kicked out that. of the house. And she, he says, talak, talak, talak. Right. But done. Well, she's, that, she's, up, she's got nothing. I, that I don't agree with. But uh, could you imagine though? If and, such uh, a thing of course, she's unclean and divorced at that point. Yeah. So, yeah it's, mm-hmm. but, but I would, th- I would think we're lucky that we don't have that in America because Why? I think I just think that we would take advantage of it. I think that we would as, – as a society, it would just be nobody would be married anymore because like Brian says, like we wouldn't have the, the, the self-control and in a fit of anger, we would just say it. Um, no, I, I think there are people that would do it but I think that there are people who would. I mean I, I didn't you change. You would do it. Right. But my wife because like she was so frustrated at me this morning because I didn't change the, the filters Yeah, and she might have just said it. You know, and then we'd have to go like through the longer whole... it takes her, she's like, Talek? <laughs> Talek? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, then we had to go through the lengthy process of getting remarried because she said it. Maybe if there's a, maybe, maybe if there's a magic word that you say three times to rebuild the union. That's a lot of magic. That's up to her. Then. It's all fucking nonsense anyway. I, I, yeah, I lot, too much magic, I think, <laughs> yeah. could be a problem. Well, did, <laughs> Is it, the law recognizing magic now? Didn't I, didn't I come up with the thing one? Not that I came up with it. Didn't I express the idea that like marriages should be – Every year they expire. Every five years or whatever should be up like for renewal. Car. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, – I firmly believe that's how marriage should be. I think it would give people a sense of like – 
Even though it's that way anyway, if they knew like it was a lease of a car, like it's almost over and I'll just go through it until the, the lease is up. Yeah. Or they would be like, yeah, they'd be like, or you know what? When it gets to it and you, you, you're thinking, it forces you to think about your marriage, right? Mm-hmm. As it comes up four and a half years, you're like, what do I want to do? Do I want to keep going? Or you're going to put your foot it? on the gas to put flowers like, every day. All yeah. That shit. And like, you're going to be nicer to each other. And then you'll be like, do we still want to do this, honey? Yeah, we do. And then you, then it's a beautiful moment. But it changes the, the till death do us part line now. But that's changed anyway. Divorce is. Divorce is that anyway. Yeah, you're right. This just makes but it, it makes it a lot easy. less poetic. And though. it's kind of a given when a Muslim woman has to answer that question, you know. <laughs> it's going to happen. No, it's interesting, though. It's in India, not in a Muslim country. So you don't see Muslim countries outlawing this. Well, what's the religion in India? Great question. Yeah, it's Hindu. Yeah. No, it's, it's not Muslim. It's not? No. Oh, is that why they're always fighting with uh, the other, the, all the other neighboring countries? Well, no, they fight with Pakistan, which is a Muslim-dominated oh, country. Okay, yeah. So, what's the difference between between those? To us, <laughs> not really. <laughs> to them, a whole bunch of shit. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> what's all the problems? Yeah. What's going on over there? What's the matter? <laughs> Could you yeah. imagine if these people were like, "Who gives a shit? Can we just get along?" It would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? So why? Yeah, all right. So they're they're outlawing it, and they're not even Muslim, though. They're not Muslim, but I guess they're like since we're not a Muslim dominated country, you can't do these. Oh, things. so it's not really a big step then. It's not like it's not like a, a only huge for the move. only for the Muslim women who live in oh, India. Okay, so it would be a bigger deal. Like Saudi Arabia was like we're outlawing instantaneous divorce. Big. I got another marriage story. Then. This Go one's, ahead. This one's a lot better. Is this, this one's beautiful? a lot happier. Than the Need something beautiful in my life. Divorce. Uh, just today or yesterday on live TV in Britain, a woman married a dog. Oh, I, I saw the headline. Today? I didn't read the yeah, article. Or, or yesterday it was. But um, she was tired of dealing with the dogs that men are and she likes her real dog is a better partner for her. You don't think that devalues marriage? I was going to ask you that because to me, I'm like, I, you know, I'm a dog lover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not like she is. <laughs> But I wonder, is that – in some eyes, does that devalue marriage? My uh, first thing is that it devalues marriage. Do you think so? Well, it means it's nothing still, to me a, anyway. It's a living being though. Can I, can I interject real quickly? It's not a roller coaster. In India, 14 um, percent of the population is Muslim. Mm. But when you're talking about a population of 1.3 billion, that's kind of that's a lot of people. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah that's right. a lot of people. Do you think it 1.3 billion people in one country. Holy shit. That's fucking that's insane. That's How many people are in the United States? Like okay. like 400, 400 million, 360 million, something like that. Hold on. 360 to 400 would be my guess. But what do you think about that dog? Marrying the dog? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that it's one of those things where like not every marital privilege will be exercised. It's like – it's more of a uh, – what's it called? Oh my uh, symbolic. God. Only 329 million people in the United States? Okay. What do you think the, uh, that you by think four. the three words? Okay, you if everybody say, sent me a dollar uh, to to get instantly divorced from a dog, or um, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you're branding, sure. Maybe if it, maybe it's like uh, Rover turnover, Rover turnover. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta say that's that. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's more of a symbolic thing that she's like, I'm so. She's just. But jaded. has she gotten cheated on by every guy? I think. I think she's probably had a, a some 
bad run with her boyfriends or her How'd husbands. she look? Did you uh, look like it was a, a suitable match to the she dog? Looked, no, no. <laughs> what type of dog? Uh, it was a collie, yeah. I think, or a, uh, it was a, like one of those nice, smart dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dog you really take home to mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think doing it on live TV also is a, just a publicity stunt? It's all bullshit. Of course, yeah. she wants some sort of viral shit. She wants to be the shrimp bagel of marrying dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. cute. What is what's the responsibility of the network who broadcast that? Should they take some uh, flack for devaluing marriage for broadcasting uh, it? I think if you're holding the entertainment industry to any standard at all, you've got a real fucking problem on your hands. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I want to really say it's devaluing or normalizing. Like, is that <laughs> yeah, that's is that her. The, that's her with the dog? Um, I, I think it's just a freak show that people uh, – that it is. I, I don't think you people- Q, things go bad for you. You're in a bad. You're in a bad streak. Yeah. How's the cat looking? Uh the cat. Pussies, pussies. Get some tax breaks. The cat looks like something to me that I can't fuck. So why on earth would I marry him? <laughs> <laughs> but what about those sweet tax breaks in New York? Um, there are no such thing as tax breaks in New York. It for, doesn't for matter. A married, I mean, a, but a married couple maybe has more write-offs than a single guy, right? Yeah. I, don't yeah, know I heard York. that getting married is not as um, profitable as, oh, really? in yeah. terms of taxes as people would some, think. There's some loopholes when you marry a cat, though. They're going to eat the same shit every night. You don't even have to worry about what's for dinner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have to clean her shit up out of the, out of the litter box all the time. Well, that's going to happen with any bride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you always still have to do anything different. <laughs> Helen, go clean, yeah. <laughs> go clean my bride's poop. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, it doesn't matter how promiscuous she was prior to you. She, you can't catch feline AIDS. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but would you hold it against her? Um, yeah. She's like, I had four litters before I married you. <laughs> <laughs> she's two. <laughs> Half of them died. I ate the other half. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like this woman marrying a dog, man, if I was if I was like a big marriage guy, pro-marriage guy, I'd be like, come on, man. You can't. can't do the that. sanctity of marriage. How are we doing this? It just means nothing. It just means nothing at this point. If we're marrying roller coasters and dogs, it just means nothing. Yeah. Unless it means something to you. It means something to her. It doesn't mean need to mean anything. You're you're capable, right? Or you're not capable, but you're you're able to marry people, right? Aren't you a minister? Yes, I am. When somebody came to you was like TSD listener was like, I want you to perform a, a marriage ceremony with my dog and me. Would you mm-hmm. do it? Of course get him, he would. Get him already got married once. <laughs> get him. Yeah. We're talking about can't repeat ourselves. Uh, some lady wants to marry her dog or a dude. A, or a dude wants to marry a dog. Well, yeah. Now, um, is it is it sexist to think that? Well, it, you know, are you a little bit more leery of a dude marrying a dog than a a woman? Dude's definitely going to fuck the dog. More pervert. The lady, the lady I see is like, I'm doing this symbolically because all yeah. men are dogs. The guy's like, I could fuck this dog, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do once I marry it. <laughs> yeah, like I would be until marriage. Yeah. yeah, I would be way more leery of the guy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The lady, I think, would just be making a statement. Either way, I'd be like, Walt, you want to do this for Patreon? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, uh, I saw that J-Lo. It was her birthday recently. I think she turned 50. She's 50. She looks 50. so good. She looks amazing. Her cake also looked amazing. Yeah? She took a little heat online because her cake cost $10,000. 
Her birthday cake. Eat from who? The internet. You know him or her. For them, money. Let her spend it on whatever she wants. Yeah. She could donate some of that money into the, to the hungry. She could. She could also spend it on a fucking cake for herself. It's her money. It's her goddamn money. Or at least give some of the cake to the hungry. And yeah. to fucking make that ten grand, she had to fucking make twenty grand and give half of it to the government <laughs> and spend ten on the cake. Right. So it's really a twenty thousand dollar cake. It's a twenty thousand dollar cake. That's I was true. curious though. You're now that you're um, internationally famous man mm-hmm. of means. Oh yeah. What's the most you would spend on a cake? Without batting an eyelash, without batting an eyelash, without feeling like, Ugh. uh, let's say I'm at a super fancy restaurant and they're like, we have this fucking key lime pie that's to die for. It's seventy dollars. I might on You're a, eating the whole pie. No, for the oh, table. Slice. Oh, okay. I, I might on a I might on a whim be like, I gotta taste seventy dollar key lime pie. Right, but I you're I, like Vince Vega in uh, Pulp Fiction. Sure, he, he wants right, to the milkshake, yeah, five dollar milkshake. Um, maybe in that vein, but I probably wouldn't do that. I'm definitely not spending ten grand on a cake. A birthday cake, uh, yeah, it's a whole. I would spend ten cake. grand on a birthday party. <laughs> you know, it seems like a lot, right? It seems like a lot, unless me. you have J Lo money. I don't hold it against her. It has to seem like nothing. Like it might be a hundred bucks to her. Here's the thing: it's not even that. Here's the thing: for her to be the artist that people seem to really enjoy, she has to be herself. And if herself and what leads to her success is being the type of person that spends ten thousand dollars on a cake, mm-hmm. then fucking let us spend ten. She lost cake. contact with her roots, though. She's still Jenny from the block. Yeah, Don't what you are say you talking that. About? <laughs> <laughs> but really, she I, can't make that claim. I don't anymore, know if she've right? ever had. She knows she would make that claim. Like I'm still a part. You know, I'm still the little girl from Brooklyn. Or I'll be fooled by the rocks wall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't make that claim anymore now, right? Jay Z still makes that claim. He's but a fucking multi. Yeah. They, they have to be. He and Beyonce have to be approaching a billion dollars in net value, right? Yeah, they, they got to so be at this point. You can't then make the claim that you're still. You like, should have got your roots. <laughs> right. it's, it's not. It's a ridiculous statement. Then. No. Yeah, they don't live where they lived. They don't. They probably don't fraternize with the same people they fraternized with. Well, it's not the. You know what? In my and believe me. In no way a shame am I saying I'm on the fucking level of those guys. But on my le- – even like the level of, of of whatever fame that I've achieved is it's not – it's not being – the way you lose touch is because like everybody just starts asking you for shit. It's a constant stream of, oh, can I get tickets? Oh, can I get this? Oh, can you make this video? Blah, blah. So you start cutting people out. You stop answering texts because it's just like, oh, fuck. It's, it's fucking 10 a.m. I've already gotten three questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you stop answering it. So that's how I've found like in any instances that I feel I've lost touch with people. It's because like I just can't fucking take the constant. Like I can't wake up and like all day be like worrying about what can I do for for everybody. I just can't. I well, can't you're, do it. You're, you're friends. So now real, you're Jay-Z. Real friends would not hammer you constantly. So right. it's okay to like the, the fringe. From the block though. There, there are people the, from the block. There are people from the block. And she's saying – I'm still Jenny from the block, and they're like, hardly. Dude, the block. We didn't get invited to the party. Who? Literally, you mean? Brooklyn. Yeah, the people in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. I thought you meant us. I was like, (laughs) well, in my case. I I, I went to a birthday party with Jay Lawrence. What? She shaked my hand with greasy chicken hands. Oh, Uh, whose birthday party? uh, Ben's. Really? You were there? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Wow. And she's like, uh, I'm Jennifer. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I didn't know who Scott Ian was, but I know That's who fucking true. J-Lo is. <laughs> well, she introduced herself by a real name. That was the difference. She wasn't like, hey, I'm Betty. And I'm like, wow, you look just like J-Lo. Q, who's this? <laughs> Tell him, Steve, Dave. 